2: TheChairShot.com Always use your head. Warning. The Outsider's Edge contains strong opinions, unconventional views, and contrarian stances. Listen, if you
0: dare. Hey, yo!
2: Usually as I start the show off, I normally give deference to the Tongas with whom we give all deference to. However, I'm a bit upset with them. As we'll get to later, so I'm going to just start the show by saying welcome to The Outsider's Edge. It's your boy, Rance, a.k.a. Ray Cash, with my co-host, other host, my brother, Kyle. Kyle Morris, how you doing, sir? The the sage of the squared circle.
0: Bullet Club is not fine. They are not fine at all.
2: Well, Bullet Club (laughs) is evil. We'll get there. But before we get to that, it's been a minute since we had a guest. Right, it's been a hot
0: minute, yeah.
2: But we have an esteemed guest. You might know my guy from damn uh, near was one. You could say you're the third member of Chairshot Radio. You was on every damn every, every week. Uh, <laughs> but you know him from you know him from the Twitter account. You know him from the Chairshot. I got my brother Rob Burnett with us. What's happening, Rob?
1: I'm doing all right. How y'all doing? Mad Agato.
0: Yeah. I, want, I just want to know, no, like, I just want to know, what did Tetsuya Naito do to Ghetto? Did he sleep with his wife? Did he, like, hurt his child? Like, what did Naito do to Ghetto? You, know you know what I think?
2: What, what I think is, and yeah, we jump right into it, yes. What I think is, you remember when Punk was the champion, but Cena was main eventing, and there was some pushback with Punk and a lot of the uh, management, because they knew Punk was a star, but they didn't want Punk to be the star, because they didn't feel like they could trust him, they didn't feel like he represented what they wanted him to represent in all this.
0: And, and like, to their credit, the not being able to trust him part was out to be We're totally right. true, because you right. walked out on them not once, but twice.
2: Yeah, he was absolutely right. But, yeah. I feel like it's the same thing with Gato, that Naito can't be pushed because his last name isn't Okada.
0: I, I mean, I don't know. It's got to be something because, like, what we saw at Dominion was a fucking travesty. And, and, and it's, not, it's a double travesty, not just because Naito lost, but because, like, y'all, I'm not even a hater, but, like, what the fuck is evil doing with the IWGP Heavyweight Championship? Like, Ooh. let that sink in for a second. Evil Ooh. is the dual champ. Evil is the IWGP champion right now. And he got an assist from Dick Togo in <laughs> 2020.
2: We're keeping we it keepin current, bro. We're keeping it current. Uh, I
0: man. Go ahead, Rob. What you think, bro? Not fine. All right. So...
1: When I heard that happened, all right, I'm thinking you know, I was like evil, and I think I took the Z Ray. Um, I'm, I'm going to hear nobody say nothing about Jinder Mahal ever again, okay? And I mean, fine, you want to turn evil, put him in the Bullet Club, that's fine, but he's the champion now. After Naito went on this four year chase. For the title, four years. Okay. And you know, all the the New Japan defenders love to talk about, you know, long-term booking. And okay, they had this man chasing the title for four years. And to the point where, you know, the day of Wrestle Kingdom, me and a whole lot of people were just like, man, he not winning. Ain't no way. And then and then, okay, so he he wins. Finally, he wins. He doesn't even get to celebrate in the ring. Kent took right? a shot on his chest. Now look, look all right, because in my analogy to that is imagine if at the end of WrestleMania 35, instead of walking out with two belts triumphant, Becky Lynch got knocked out by Lacey Evans, and that was the end of the show. <laughs> wait, wait, why <Well>, Lacey though? <laughs> Because I mean I mean because they got into it the next title raw, they got into it. So mm-hmm. imagine yeah. Imagine okay, imagine if Becky pins around the Rousey and then she turns around, get gets punched in the face, and laid out by Lacey Evans, and the show ends with Lacey Evans sitting on Becky holding both of the belts. And imagine the reaction that would have gotten. And okay, and that's what happened to Rinzel King. He got Taken out by, you know, Washed, Kenta, <laughs> and Kenta sitting on him with both belts. I mean, that was just disgusting enough as it is. But then, but but we're told that, oh, well, that's okay, Gato has a plan. So, all right, he beats Kenta or whatever, and now COVID happens. Okay, fine. And now we have this. And so now either this was like a, either this was a major, just last second audible or this had always been the plan which means no, that this
0: definitely this was definitely a last second audible because like you can tell it's a last second audible because they put evil in the bullet club they didn't have him break away from Naito to like start his own new cool thing they put him in the bullet club to be the temporary leader of the bullet club because with everything that's happened with covid Falei not in country the Tongans White? aren't in country. Jay? Jay White's not in country. Kenta's not in country.
2: No, they got they got you Jiro fighting Okada.
0: Yeah, like oh. the Bullet Club is so <laughs> at like all of their big main stays that you think of when you say Bullet Club aren't in Japan. And so their last second audible is, well, fuck, we need somebody to lead this stable. So they put the belts on, or so they decide to make it evil, betraying Naito. But then they put the belts on evil. And I've heard some people try to make this argument that the reason they're doing that is this is the way they get out from under the dual champion conundrum. Because nobody would just challenge for the IC title. Nobody's just going to challenge for the IC title when you can challenge for the IWGP yep. title.
1: Right. And
0: they didn't want Naito to be stuck with the Intercontinental title because then he just becomes synonymous with being IC, uh, IC champ instead of... the, the Miz. Yes. Um, so this is their solution. And this way, they'll have somebody challenge Evil for the heavyweight title. And then Evil will just be the IC champion. And it's like, okay, I, I hear what you're saying. I hear all of that. I hear what you're saying it's still a dumb fucking move and it was still a shit fucking match.
1: And, and that's the other thing. So now, well, I mean, that's so why I brought up Jinder Hall. Cause you know, as we see, evil's, however many title defense he has, there's going to be run-ins and shenanigans and all that stuff. And which again, I mean, I'm fine with that, you know, cause I grew up with American wrestling, but nowadays, you know, you know, match of Raw, SmackDown, and the DQ people, you know, cry bloody murder, so we're in, so you know, we're going to get a bunch of shenanigans laden matches with evil and then okay I swear if that man loses to Okada before the year's over <laughs> no, 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 Rob, Rob, you, you got it wrong
2: When he loses to Okada before the summer
0: in his first title
2: defense, probably. No. The, 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 the move to do is if, this is if this is strictly about building new stars. And look, I'm, I'm going to play the game. I'm going to play the game. I'm going to play the game. Right? Word Triple H. If this is really the move to build new stars, then the move is evil keeps the belts until Wrestle Kingdom and Sonata beats them. Yes. That's the move. Yes. Right? That's the move if you really care about building stars. However, means, they care about mean, building Kazuchika Okada.
1: Well, because I was thinking about that, and the only thing is, if they're going to do that, then it's July. That means we got six months with Evil, evil as <laughs> the chip. Yes,
2: and and you know what? You you spoke on something that I want to speak on real quick. A lot of the reason this is a shock is because it is Japan, and this is not t- typical Japanese booking. Right, but even if this was in America, we'd be mad because this is out of, out of nowhere is really good option in wrestling. It really is. No, look, that's fine. I am a big fan. I was a gender Mahal supporter. I'm a big fan of of escalating somebody in a very quick and and, and uh sudden JBL in sudden manner sometimes because sometimes it's the it's what's needed, right? But we talked about Naito has been on this four-year quest to not only win the title, to not only wrestle main event Wrestle Kingdom, but to just beat Okada. Right? Yeah. Four years. They ran mm-hmm. him out of the company because he couldn't beat Okada, couldn't get over more than Okada, and couldn't main event wrestle, wrestle Kingdom. He come back, change the game. The top wrestler... According to Tokyo, the Tokyo paper, whatever it's called in for years on an end, right? Four years. He wins. He can't even walk out the building with the with the belts because get to jump him. COVID kills his entire reign. And then his second championship
0: match, he loses to his underling. And not even the interesting ones. I was gonna say the the other thing isn't that he lost to his underling, it's that you look at LIJ, and with the exception of Bushi, he lost to the weakest link. And yeah, Bushi yeah. don't even really belong in the discussion because he only performed part time anyway.
2: Yeah, just, so just like the tags for the juniors. He is Rocky yeah.
0: Romero of L I J. He's yes. there when he's needed for a junior tag situation.
2: He's Takama uh, Shinoku.
0: Yes. Otherwise, he don't do shit. So like, but you look at the rest of that stable. Sonata more interesting than Evil.
2: Sonata's um, supposed, supposed to have been the breakout star of that company for like four years now.
0: Shingo, damn sure, more interesting than Evil and is a transcendent badass star. And yeah. Hiromu? Yeah. Like, like you got all, all these people that you could have tapped to be the person to turn on Naito to like actually have a banger and you pick.
2: Evil. Well, I mean, so so the swerve is in the name, right? Um, and
0: everything is evil.
2: Everything is evil. You. And so you know, I had a conversation with my homie Mags uh, Darren, and from Badlands podcast, and he was saying, he was he he was saying that it was a shock to him because Evil is the most loyal member of LIJ, And I said, no, I don't think he is. Yes, Evil was the first member to join when Nitro got back. Yes, yes, Evil has never missed the little fist bump. Yes, but Evil has always been the one who has always tried to usurp Naito. Evil's always been the one who's always pursued higher titles than Naito. And Evil's always been the one who said he wanted to take over L.I.J. If he didn't He's say also it... He's
0: the only one who's not Tranquilo. Like, legitimately, he is no. not Tranquilo in any way, shape, or form.
2: That's a great point. That's a great point. I never Tempotic, thought about
0: it. Super fucking tranquilo. An Jango, super fucking tranquilo. Fushi, super fucking tranquilo. Even Hiromu, in his own eccentric way, is just super fucking tranquilo. He's got character. Daryl the cat.
2: Yeah. Like, yeah.
0: And Daryl the cat has a cat spouse
2: <laughs> <laughs> and, and, cat, and a cat's child. Yes.
0: Yes. Like, like that's his whole thing. Ticking time up. Like, that's tranquilo as fuck. Ain't nothing tranquilo about evil.
2: That's a great point. Yeah. So what's next? What's what's Um, the next
0: Well, the belt is mildly tarnished. It's not gonna hurt its legacy long term as long as they don't follow this up with like an equally terrible choice. But like this is not a good look. I don't think it's that title.
2: I don't think it's fair to say tarnished because as big of a Jay White fan as I am, if it wasn't tarnished when Jay White won.
0: Oh, I think this is worse. Like think about it now. Think about it now. Like, think about it now. In a year or two, when you're seeing the title lineage flash up (laughs) on the screen for the title matches, you're gonna see, you know, Okada a hundred times, Tanahashi, Naito, evil.
2: Well, I feel that way when I see Bob Sapp and Brock Lesnar, so I know exactly what you
1: mean. (laughs) (laughs) Also, because, all right, I'm a big Naito fan, but I also felt bad for, like, people like Ishii. What's that man yeah. got to do to get what What's he got to do to get an even title match? But, I mean, he's like, the, I mean, how, how, how's he got to feel seeing Evil be the double champ? Meanwhile, oh, here you go, Ishii. Here you go, go fight for the never-open weight title for the millionth time.
2: He he's you know, stuck uh, in a perpetual forearm fight with Suzuki for the rest of his career.
1: Yeah, I mean yeah, and it's like what, it's what Ishii and Suzuki and what Taichi and Goto always
0: I mean, but uh, if we really wanted to go down that road though, like let's think about this, you know, Rapongi 3K. If it wasn't for the fact that Yotor is ACL, Rapongi 3K has been confined to the junior tag division for way longer than they need to be because there's literally no other junior tag team.
2: Well, I'm glad you mentioned that. Uh, not speaking about junior tag team, but about show going solo right now, right? Gator was on with all that whole Dominion. Did you see that Saber and um, and Tai Chi beat Tanahaji and. Uh, and uh,
0: Kota, yeah. I mean, you patterns? know, Taichi tai Chi is like slowly turning himself legit, like, but like in a weird, inconsistent way, where he'll have like moments where you're just like, "Yeah, like, all right, Taichi, I can get behind it." And then he'll have an old Taichi moment where you're just like, "So why are we pushing him again?"
2: So we're gonna have, so we're gonna have Evil versus Taichi at Sinku Road or whatever it is that's in September. <laughs>
0: Oh god. <laughs> oh God. Don't even put that out there in the ether, man. <laughs> don't put that
1: evil on me, man.
0: No don't keep don't that
1: back. Oh, um,
2: okay. If you had right now on the spot, WrestleMania Under uh, WrestleMania, Wrestle Kingdom, January fourth, is evil champion? And if he is oh. champion, who's he wrestling?
0: Evil ain't um, fucking IWGP champion Wrestle Kingdom next year. Ain't no way. Ain't no
1: way. All right. I think he's IC champion and he'll wrestle Sonata.
0: I think oh. evil versus
1: Sonata. evil and Sonata is going to happen in wrestling. Will that feel like Kevin Owens and Jericho at
2: 33 fighting for the U.S. title instead of the world title?
1: Um, Might be. Now, now the only way that doesn't happen is now or evil. Stay champion and Sonata could win the G One and they have you know the heavyweight title match. I, think I think that's a possibility. Also. I think um, we have so and Sonata at Wrestle Kingdom. Yeah, that match is happening. Just it's a matter of what title is it going to be for? Because you know, I was thinking Sonata was going to win the G One this year. Because um, I mean, it sure looked like because he beat Okada during the G One last year.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: You know, and, and everybody knows he's the next man up as far as.
0: You know, the other the big, big mystery, the big mystery with Wrestle Kingdom, and I mean, it looks a, it, right now, it looks a lot like probably not. But the big mystery with Wrestle Kingdom is, are any of the Gaijin's going to be able to be back in Japan in January?
2: Good question. That's a good. You question. know, like
0: right now, I right now it doesn't look like it for any of the American ones, but like oh, I could see Fale <laughs> and Jay White and like. Phantasmo and you know some of those other some of the people that are from Australia, New Zealand, um, the islands, I could see them potentially being allowed. Well,
1: look, you know, they're not gonna let none of us in there because every oh, country's no. looking at us like we're ghetto now, basically. I mean every country's <laughs> looking at us like like hell. Oh no. yeah, but
0: America you, is the projects. Like America is now that neighborhood you lock your windows, <laughs> you don't look, you don't make eye <laughs> contact with nobody. <laughs> <laughs> don't look, don't look. We at the red light, don't look. I feel like,
2: I feel like Wrestle Kingdom and Okada is in that Cena in the, in the thirties spot, where it's like, he's got, he's going to be a marquee guy. We got to figure out what to do with him. Do we want to put him in another title match? But what it basically is like, you know, for a few years, WrestleMania was whatever match takers in, whatever match Cena's in, and then we book, I feel like that's yeah. what
1: Wrestle Kingdom has become. Whatever match Okada's in, and then we book the show. So, look, the nightmare for us Naito fans is if okay, Okada beats Evil for the title, and then Okada ends up defending against Naito at Wrestle Kingdom and just beats him again. <laughs> I mean, that's,
0: that's I'm going to be honest. <laughs> I think Naito, like in terms of like being pushed as a champ champ, I think so, that's done because he's old. Yeah. Because, like, brother. Naito old, like, one thing we always forget is man's, like, 38, 39, like, bad he's eats. not a, yeah, he is not a spring chicken, and that's part of why the evil match was so bad, is, like, change. Naito's starting to show his age. Yeah.
1: yeah. yeah. So, hey. Ray, do you think the right to call for what we usually do, Ray, for no. Naito? Are you no. a Titan woman?
2: Come come, come to New York. Uh what 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 my man should say, if you don't if you don't like where you at with the old, with the
1: booker all up in the matches, come to New York. <laughs> Listen, man, I mean if if I mean if he's content there, then okay fine. But if not, like you said, look, his days of main event is over. I mean Sonata's about to run past him.
0: He could get a sweet deal hopefully. that he could get a sweet deal to work few dates. Yeah, do that cushy and- WWE <laughs> style Do that cushy WWE style that's less like hard on his body.
1: Yeah. Now, you know, wrestling Twitter will hate it, and they will, you know, they will cry tears every time he does a six minute match on Raw or something. But I mean, <sighs> man. Like I said, unless he's just content and just wants to stay there, and which if he is, that's fine. I'm not telling anybody to quit a job that they're content with, all right? Sure. But – He pays good
2: money, he's happy, but,
1: yeah. Okay. But, yeah, but if if he had ever – actually, if he ever given any thought to jumping, now is the time because, like I said, Sonata's brought to run past him. was probably going to run past him. Coda is still there, and he's going to get his title victory at some point. And then, you know, and then we never know when it's, you know, when Ta-Nehisi is going to say, okay, it's time for the farewell tour. So, <laughs> that doesn't work for me, brother. <laughs> I need that belt. So, uh, yeah, I mean, so he's got, like, four people and Okada that are going to be perpetually ahead of him.
2: And that's not counting anybody they, they, they feel that they want to just throw in the title picture
1: out of nowhere. Well, All right. things, I mean, so, thing, yeah, I'm sorry, Kyle. Ahead,
0: the big thing is, though, like realistically, and I, I hate to be that guy to say it, but like, would you want to live in the United States right now? Nope.
1: I mean, if I didn't live here already, hell no.
0: Like, <laughs> like I, I'm making pretty decent fucking money in my home country. Am I trying to move to that shit show, even for their money? Like, no. that's a lot so they- to deal with.
1: No, in 2020, no. You know, back when Shinsuke did it, well, yeah. But, oh, yeah.
0: but like right now, hell nah. I'll stay home.
2: Well, okay. Depends on the money. Keep it a buck. Keep it a buck. It depends on the money. It depends on the money. It depends on the freedom. It depends on the contract. Because if they give him one of them cushy Tommaso Champa contracts, and he gets paid, comparable to what he gets paid now in New Japan, in American dollars, where, it's where he has less dates, he doesn't have to tour, he doesn't have to put all that on his body like you said he, he does, uh, like you said, and it's the third brand? I don't know, bro. Money is money. makes a lot of people do stupid things.
1: Now, if he want, now yeah, if he wanted to be like king of NXT, um... that's, only, that's the
2: only way he would come. I don't think he wanted to come to go to the main roster because he knows eventually they're going to have to tour again. And remember, Naito comes from New Japan, where they are a touring company. So, it, like,
1: I'm sure he's done with that. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. And, um, um, so, I just, you know what, it, it, it stinks, man, because yeah, he I mean, he should have gotten his run. And granted, whenever, the, whenever this run ended with the title was going to be it for him as a main eventer anyway. So they should have just let him. Okay. You know, even and it doesn't. Have, I mean, he doesn't have to be some two-year Okada kind of reign. Just hell, ten months, right, where he defends a few times and then you know drops it on the way to wrestle King remember. Salt. Well, right? how I mean, about was, just how about just more than one defense? Yeah, and then yeah, I mean, he didn't even get defended against somebody good. I mean, I mean. Kenta is washed, and then he loses the evil. He, I mean, he didn't even get a match with Kota, right? I mean, or, you know, if you want, or, you know, Hiromu or somebody. I mean, they Rua, could have done that. I you mean, know his
0: world title reigns have essentially made him Christian?
1: Well, because yeah. that's... Um, his makes, world title but, reigns I mean, have
0: essentially made him Christian. Like... You get the world title because, like, oh, yeah, you deserve it. But, like, really, you're just our placeholder transitional champion for, like, five minutes.
1: And uh, the, uh buddy Will Mahoney uh, equated him to Sasha Banks. <laughs>
2: Ooh. Ooh, but, that's, but there's a lot of truth in that statement, though, dog. There's a lot of truth in that statement, bro. Like, they trust Sasha to be the girl, but they don't trust her to be the woman.
1: It's so a good. good point. You get to win the title, you get to be in the big match, but you don't get to win that often. And when you do win the big match, you don't get to keep it that long. And that seems to be what, you know, I mean. Well, ugh.
2: let me do this. Let me, let me transition to something a little, a little happier. <laughs> uh, my man still lost, but uh, Sonny Kiss had a hell of a moment this week. Oh, uh, yeah, he did. Sonny Kiss uh was booked against Cody in a TNT championship match on AEW to open the show. And Kyle watched the show, so I'm gonna let him break it down. I'm gonna let him break it down for you. But by every stretch of the imagination and every account, Sonny Kiss was allowed to be Sonny Kiss. Like there was no neutering. They let him be unadulterated him. The the uh, from what I've heard, the announcers talked about him glowingly. They even use the he and she pronouns that Sonny prefers. So, please, Kyle, go ahead. Break it down.
0: Um, So, the match started the show. Um, They started. And what was interesting is Cody came out first. Like, they started the show. And, like, Champ did not come out second. Cody comes out first. And then Sonny comes. And Sonny comes and makes his entrance with the Jaguars cheerleaders. And does this whole like, choreographed dance routine with the Jaguar cheerleaders. Um, all the while, the commentating team, I do want to give them a lot of props. Taz, Excalibur, and JR did a really, really great job, you know, first just talking about how hyped Sonny was for this big match and how great an opportunity it was going to be for him. Um, and then when the match starts, they... Continuously go out of their way to really emphasize his offense and his style. And Cody went out of his way to let Sonny get in all of his big spots. They did the like axe kick in the corner, they did the flying split thing that he does. Um, he got a lot of really great offense in. He reversed a crossroads and hit a crossroads onto Cody. He took a sick Alabama slam bump out on the entrance ramp. Um, Like, they did, they had a really, really good match, and they went out of their way to continuously praise Sonny, even though the story of the match was that Cody was not mentally on his game. Um, And, like, Sonny is capitalizing on the fact that Cody's not in it. And you can't take Sonny for granted because he's dangerous and can win a match. Um, So even in the loss, Sonny came out of that match looking like a star. Um, Cody overuses his whole, I'm going to praise my opponent after the match thing. But that was really important for this match because of who Sonny is and what Sonny represents. Like, um, black, femme, LGBT queer people do not ever really get a platform. Um, so to be given a platform in AEW and to be presented as a legitimate threat on the roster and a legitimate star is a really big fucking deal. Like, it just fucking is. It's a really big fucking deal. Um, and inevitably, when something like that happens, there are haters who, like, talk some shit, Um, and I do also want to take the opportunity in that light to give a shout out to Cody for shutting that shit down really fucking fast and telling people that if they have a problem with a gay man getting a title shot on television, that they can kiss his ass. Um, because like, that's really important. And that's especially since he's the EVP. Yeah.
2: Yeah.
0: Yeah. Well, and one of the things that the commentators brought up is how Brandy was the person who approached Sonny to sign with the company. And so, like, you know, he was on her radar. And, like, that is also, again, important, just like saying they went out of their way to get Sonny Kiss. Yeah. Um, So, yeah, that was a really great moment for me for this week. That was my highlight of the week for this week in wrestling.
1: Let me just say this as somebody who is very critical. Of AEW, I have to give them props for, for this because, like I said, they you know they could have watered him down, they told him to tone it down and not do his whole thing, and they didn't do that, and they didn't present him as a joke. And, you know he got he got to go out there, and I I didn't see the match, but you know going by what you're saying, he got, he got to be an actual, you know he got to compete and looked like he might actually win. Even though, I mean, you know he wasn't going to win, but still. Right. So they look, they deserve credit. As, as critical as I am of them on so many different things, they deserve all the credit in the world for what they did with him last Wednesday. So, I, Cody, I salute you.
2: Just one
0: now, time.
2: I, I, <laughs> I, I, I want to I, I speak on that because I, I echo every sentiment you just spoke on because all three of us in this on this show here have been ultra critical of AEW, and we're critical of everything. We're known as WWE shows. And to an extent we do maybe give WWE a little more leeway than we should. And I, I'll admit to that personally. Um, but we've criticized AEW as what I think fairly. One of the major criticisms I've had of AEW is, and this can kind of transition into the next little thing. Next thing we want to talk about. They spoke so fervently at the beginning of being the revolutionary company, being the company that touts and breeds and fosters diversity, right? Not only with their women's division, which was where the whole conversation started. Remember, equal pay and everybody's a superstar and all that. But in terms of races, from creeds, from sexualities, just Everybody's welcome, right? And for the longest, it wasn't that. And Sonny Kiss has been signed since them to the very beginning. And for the overwhelming majority, the only time you saw Sonny Kiss was on Dark, right? You may have saw him in a five-minute match, or you see him squash Peter Avalon in a six-minute match, or you see him uh, hanging out with the girls um, in the crowd. And then him and Joey started tagging, which, by the way, is... Ex- I look at Sonny and Joey like I look at me and Kyle. It's a perfect example of heterosexual male friendships. You it, it don't have a heterosexual friendship with a homosexual man. Like it, you can just be friends, right? And they play that perfectly, as they really are. But I appreciate, finally, the fact that they realize the star that Sonny is. And not that he's a star because he's a, he, because he's a gay, femme, genderqueer wrestler. He's a star because he's just a star, right? It doesn't matter what he is or what he does outside of wrestling. If you watch the kid, if you see the kid perform, and as you spoke to very, very
0: importantly, Kyle, the match was just a match. It was a fun match. It really was. It was one of the better matches of the night. Like It was way better than the dumpster fire that was the trios match between... um but- jurassic express and the elite like that was just if, if you're into choreographed flippy doos with no psychology that expose the choreographed nature of wrestling then like props to you i guess you probably enjoyed it but you know if uh you care at all about not looking like just a choreographed cirque du soleil stunt brawl this was not a match i would recommend
2: well, Kyle, since since uh, Joy Ryan, who is dead to wrestling, and PWG is probably gone, somebody has to carry on the legacy. <laughs> and the Bucks were PWG royalty, so I guess they're gonna carry
1: the legacy on. Can I gotta just say about this because I hate the young bucks. Anybody <laughs> who's talked to me at length on Twitter, <laughs> wrestling knows that I cannot stand the young bucks. I hate them. They are they piss me off and. I have tried. I have given them chances. I have watched matches of theirs, and you know, I've even seen matches of theirs where you know they didn't do the stuff I hate. But most, nine mm-hmm. times out of ten, when yeah. I watch one of the matches, and if I and I have some patience and sit through the whole thing, it may start out okay, but it's only a matter of time before they they do some of that choreographed bullshit or. One of them takes a spike pile driver and is back on his feet in thirty seconds after he kicks out of the pin. Or takes a Canadian destroyer on the apron and again kicks out on two and is back on his feet thirty seconds later.
0: And I don't appreciate I also don't appreciate, you know, I mean I'm an atheist, so like I don't necessarily have a dog in that fight in general, but like I don't appreciate their performative Christianity. Like This whole Christian AF shirt that they're marketing out to people, like, this, like, fake, woke, evangelized bullshit. And, I mean, I know they've always done the whole good Christian boys thing, but I'm just like, y'all are performative as fuck. That's what you are. You aren't Christian AF. You performative AF.
2: I did not expect this to go to a Fuck the Young Bucks segment, but okay. I'm going to sit back and watch. I'm here for Fuck the Young Bucks
0: like I'm here for fuck the Young Bucks <laughs> from the word go with like the butcher and the blade and the super kicks to give back the car keys to FTR so that we can set up FTR pouring beer on Kenny Omega because that's the TV we need. That's uh, what we're here to see.
2: The opinions of Kyle Morris uh. and of Robinette Robert Robert do not match those of the chair shot.com or the outsider's edge. We but as they to give do you,
0: match the opinions of Ray Cash. I'm not
2: as I'm not as deep on y'all. So I am I
0: I enjoy a Young Bucks match every now and then. But like, I can't get on board with the way that they try to present stories because it's just phony and lame. And it's a a problem unique to them because Kenny and Hangman are capable of being in storylines that I find engaging. Cody is capable of doing shit that I find engaging. The One Bucks the are just lame as yeah. yeah, like the Bucks are not interesting. They yeah. get by yeah. on this reputation of being the best tag team in the history of wrestling because they're good in the ring, but nothing about them is interesting.
1: Let me tell you something. If if, if I had a time machine, if I had a time machine, I Tread, would dog. carefully, dog. Tread carefully, dog. Tread carefully, dog. Don't go Deadpool on me. Here's what I'll do. I'll go back to 1985. Oh, I'll get Hawk and I'll bring him to 2020, and I'll put him in the ring with the Young Bucks. You know why? Because when they when they when they kicked out of the damn spike pile driver, Hawk would stiff the shit out of them. Okay, okay. That's just why. put. <laughs> okay,
2: just put them in a match with Ming and the Barbarian in 1995, and then that we'll, they'll learn.
0: Let a motherfucker say he wants to, let a motherfucker say he doesn't want to tap out to the Tongan Death Grip. <laughs> Put
1: him in there with Rick and Scott back in like 1990 and try oh. that, let him do that, that kick out bullshit, okay. Put him after Rick and Scott now. <laughs> it might
0: be Chris now. <laughs> no, but my issue, my issue with them, again, isn't even with their in-ring style. Like my issue with them is that they, they coast by on stories that aren't stories. Like, what the hell is this storyline with FTR? What is this? They're friends, but, like, they're not really friends. But, like, they're trying to be friends. And FTR don't want to be their friends. Like, what is the story here?
2: Well, the books have never been known for this. The You know, it's, it's just hilarious to me because for a long while, Being the Elite was an extremely entertaining show. And Nick oh, and Matt are completely over everything on, B- on being the elite. So they're entertaining on a YouTube show. But their story, there have been two stories where they've got me interested in, ever. And it's probably the two stories they're known for the best. I mean, and I wasn't watching around the time where they fought uh, Candace and the man who shall not be named. But I'm talking about the match with them and the Golden Lovers, and that's because of Cody. Talking about the match between them and Kenny and Hangman. That's because of Hangman. So it's like those are the two matches that they've gotten me invested in as a fan because of the story. Other than that, we know they can wrestle, but everything's a spot. Everything is. The pro- the, notice, real quick, real the story- quick. The, the problem. The pro- I'm sorry. Real quick. The problem with the with the spot, the Canadian Destroyer spot, wasn't that it was overly like. It was overly planned, which is an issue. The issue was that Nick was literally holding his brother up so that they could do the flip. Right? So, like, Nick is actively helping his opponents hit his brother with a move for the sake of the spot. I'm sorry, Kyle. Go ahead.
0: Well, well, two things. And I'll also say two things to that. The first thing is, you know who the real fuck-up on that is, the real true fuck-up on that is? Whoever's running production, because why the fuck did you cut the camera at that moment to like, I mean, they never should have done it. It, it was a stupid fucking spot. But wow. what, if you're over production, why the fuck did you cut the camera at that moment to like reveal, like to pull the curtain back on the magician before he's able to finish the trick? But the other thing I was going to say in response to what you were talking about with those two storylines, you notice the storylines that got you engaged ain't got shit to do with them. They, yeah. it, it, the actual storyline is like, well, what is their relationship to somebody else? Yeah. How is this other person going to react? It's never like actually them and their opponent telling you any kind of story.
2: Yeah, they fought show and yo like 75,000 times and never cared once. The only interesting thing to come out of that is Matt Jackson thinks he's DDP in 97.
1: Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's been selling the right, back. I will, I will say this. I will Okay, I went one time that I did not get pissed off with them. I went to see uh, Ring of Honor, Best in the World, back in like, 2018, and they had a match with the Briscoes, and they actually didn't—they didn't do all that shit that they usually do, and they lost, which is even better. So, I mean, even though losing to the Briscoe, you know, the Briscoes aren't exactly, you know, great guys. Look, I, I just want you to know what you just
2: said. You instantly
1: became a friend of Kyle
2: <laughs> because <laughs> that tattoo is hated vehemently by
1: my brother.
0: I mean, it's because Ring of Honor. Dignity of watching.
1: Um, those dudes, man. I, hey, yeah. but I guess the less said about them, the better. Um, but yeah, I mean, look, I, I will take any opportunity to throw darts at the young bucks because I, I can't stand.
2: You, you know what's interesting? To me? You know what's interesting to me? I read a, I read an article. Um, Jr. was on Busted Open, and for the record, I used to subscribe to Busted Open. I stopped because I got sick of it. But uh, they still have good, really good interviews. They have interviews every day. But Jr. seems to be sick of their bullshit. Not just the Bucks, but the but the entire, a, a lot of what the company's doing. For example, one of the things he had an issue with was. They took the tag ropes off of the ropes because someone said it looked lame. And he was like, well, hell, if, if people can't, if there are no rules for people to break, then how they can heels be heels? Stupid. And then he was talking about how we have Dean Malenko and Jerry Lynn, just two people. I mean, they got other people, right? Arn is there. Billy Gunn is there. But just Dean Malenko and Jerry Lynn alone, those two. You going to tell Jerry Lynn and Dean Malenko you know better about psychology? Or pacing of a match like what are we doing then he then he went off on Taz and and Brian Cage and even said Taz is probably gonna be mad at me but he said Taz should not stand in front of Brian Cage when he's cutting promos and when they had the FTW title uh segment which was still the stupid idea of bringing that shit back but he said Cage just wouldn't even he didn't even sell the title he's like Cage, bro, you you got to emote better, man. Like, I know you're a machine, but, like, you sitting here wrestling like a baby face doing all these flips. But then you get the title and it's just like, oh, okay. Like, so, if Jr. is getting sick of that nonsense, I know all the old Tully Blanchard is an old school guy. He's sick of it. Did you see the promo he cut on Sean Spears a couple weeks ago? That was not fake. I think he was sick of it.
0: Or... <laughs>
1: Can I say something else? Say, okay, now, you, now you, I got it, I got a shit on Sean Spears now. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, yes. hey, not the way I planned. This was not a fucking AEW segment, I promise. <laughs> you know, uh, look, I'm going to do that, that gift of Baron Corbin saying that's on you. That, this is on you, Ray. <laughs> <laughs> all, right, all right. Sean Spears stinks, okay? And I'm saying that because I saw that stupid picture he tweeted out with the black glove. And the picture next to him with, with, you know, with Barry Windham with the black glove. And as somebody who grew up watching Jim Crockett Promotions, NWA in the 1980s, I can't stand that shit. Okay, I'm sorry. That oh, uh, look at you, man. What are you doing? <laughs> <laughs> I got one too, man.
0: I'm, I got one too. I'm showing
2: them you. my Ted DiBiase shirt because I was a very got, big Ted DiBiase fan. I got okay. this
1: whole look. I swear, if they, if they if they if they do a four horseman gimmick. Which it looks like they're going to do. Yeah, and if Cody is part of the foursome, okay. Cody's Flair. Cody's the Flair. And you know, see, this is what this is what this is what I can't stand. This is what I can't stand. All right, Cody, your daddy will be rolling over in his grave if you are the leader of the four horsemen or a four horseman type of. Thing. The same way he rolled over in his grave. When you align yourself with Arn Anderson, who spent the last 20 years beating the shit out of your daddy and stabbing your brother in the back, okay, there is no, okay, all this stuff about continuity and stuff making sense and all of that. Okay, you threw that out the window from day one. And now no, you're about it makes to throw perfect it.
0: Sense. It makes perfect sense because Cody's doing a Ric Flair cosplay.
1: Cody's been doing well, a Ric
0: Flair cosplay for the last, like, six years.
1: Well, hold on. Hold on. I say... He's been doing it. He He books himself like his dad used to book himself. Yeah. Let me explain. Let me, let me explain. All right. So Dusty didn't make himself world champion except for like a few days here or there. But Dusty always carved out some shit for him to do so that he was always in a big spot. And that TV title is exactly what Dusty would have done. You You don't make yourself the heavyweight champion, but you make up another little title for you to have. So you can have your little title over here in the corner and you can have your big spot on the show and mm-hmm. not have to be the world champion. That's, you, exactly what, that's exactly how Dusty used to book himself all the time and that's what Cody is doing now. It's the you, same damn thing. You, <laughs> know how,
2: you know how Bray Wyatt is kind of doing this Faces of foley gimmick where it's, he's the Firefly Funhouse Bray but then he's Eater of Worlds cult leader Bray again but then he's the fiend Bray, right? Well, Cody is doing the three faces of a Foley gimmick, where he's Flair one day, he's Dusty the next, and then he's Garrett, which is his real name, the actual Cody, the one we like, the guy we like. He, he's playing this thing too because he doesn't know who he is at any given time. It's like I also
0: bro, really what are we doing? Stop, I also really need him to stop bleaching his hair because, like, it's so gross. <laughs> Like, so fucking gross. And it's really, you know, it's really sad. He went from somebody who was honestly a pretty good-looking dude to this gross bleach blonde with a hideous neck tattoo. You you remember the Dashing Cody Rose gimmick? He used to be legitimately good-looking. He was well,
2: cute. Legitimately, the reason that gimmick started was they legitimately ran a poll, and Cody won as the most good-looking guy.
0: Was cute. He was. Cody
2: was cute. And now he's not at all. Okay. So, let's stop bashing these guys for a minute. I'm sorry. Because we went off. was went on the agenda. My bad. I'm sorry. No. (laughs) Hey, look. We go. The train go. Where the train go, right? Because, we look, we could definitely go off more. We could talk about the fact that they treat Moxley like he's Hogan at 89. Like, we could really go off. But we're just not going to do that. Uh, we've done enough. <laughs> we've done enough. Hashtag Naomi. Tri- uh, Naomi deserves better. It's been Ooh. a big week. It's been a big week for Black Wrestling Twitter. A lot of things. Sunny Kiss is probably one of the starts. Naomi Leo's been on it. ACH is is back at GCW and it's causing some controversy. Um, AJ Gray, uh, homie from from the Indies, went off speaking on a lot of things. It's been a big big um uh, big swole wrote a letter apparently on diversity. It's been a big week. Uh MVP's been in the news because he's talked about wanting to start a stable with him and Bobby Lashley and maybe said and Ricochet, it's been a big week. And and I know I don't I know I don't fuck with the guy, but Moose is has a major title defense tonight. That's anniversary.
0: So speaking of Moose and Ricochet in the same sentence, like we also got to talk a little bit about how like Ricochet is just low key being giving a, being given a pass for doing the same shit that we are actively shitting on Moose correctly for doing. Like, homie, Ricochet was also hanging out in a dojo run by a sex offender, and that's not okay.
2: I think the biggest issue. You're right. So Ricochet, Stacy Irvin, and Casey all deserve the same. Yeah, amount.
0: All of them deserve to be criticized but for. The,
2: but the reason Moose getting this work is because Moose tweeted about it. And, and it's
0: also already then, known as an unrepentant piece of shit. Yes.
2: and then, But he defended Chazin by saying, can we get over this to 2020? Let's go move on to other bigger things. No!
1: Oh, I he reached
2: a 14-year-old, Evan, was. No! Oh, boy.
1: I, I didn't see that.
2: <laughs> like, Jim... <laughs> We are not no, and and that that, can't that overlook dude, that dog. I hate that dude so much personally because his last name is my first name. So every time I see him talked about on Twitter, it's like, well, I can't stand Rance. Rance is a rapist. I'm like, oh God, no. Here we go. So, so yeah, that, I'm ready today.
0: Yeah, well, no, well, know, like, that that just that just pisses me off a little bit, and you're absolutely right. But like to. Circle it back to the first one, Naomi. Rance, you and I talk a lot about Naomi and what the problem is, ultimately. The problem is WWE is incapable of booking a women's feud outside of their title feuds consistently, and they don't have a mid-card women's title that Naomi or people of her ilk could just hold the fuck down as, like, yeah, we're that secondary champion, that badass ring hand that you're going to have to go through if you think you're ready to be the top champ every now and then. They'll take that top title for a little while just to remind you they're a badass. Look, but, like, that's where she's ultimately the victim.
2: To your point, Shannon Bezos and Bianca Belair have been on TV for months because there's nothing for them to do. Yep. Yeah. Okay, yep.
0: She's the victim of.
1: Okay. So, actually, I have a, uh, I have something I wrote for the chair, Shar that hasn't been published yet I just submitted it this morning Um, and it's about Naomi and the thing is all right, because I'm I'm trying to just basically just the, the visual or the optics so many times with her is that she's put in matches to spice them up and make the white girls look better and then she loses to one of the white girls. Okay. And it's just, just it seems it's a recurring theme, right? I mean, you know, in the, whether it's in the the money in the bank matches, you know, they have her in there doing a bunch of spots and then the coffee else win. Yeah. And then, you know, and then she's doing the, and she does the Kofi elimination spot in the women's rumble every year now. Right. And then she got in there and, so they 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 put her in to do that, and then what happens? She she jobs. You know, last year they had her put over Mandy Rose in some matches. Now she's putting
0: over she's putting over. Day. Um, she is the Kofi Kingston of the women's division. That's a great analogy.
1: <laughs> well, yeah, and
0: the thing is, now the difference is, I mean,
1: you know. Kofi wasn't losing to men at the level of Dana Brooke. Right? I mean Yeah. Kofi was losing Kofi was losing the Wade Barrett or the Cesaro or
0: And that again gets back Mm -hmm. to and you're right. And that again gets back to they don't properly book the women outside of the main title. And that creates this issue.
1: Well I think Now I think there's a personal. I think there's more to it than that, as it pertains to her individually. I think they Mm -hmm. have her slotted in as Tito Santana, basically. Um, Okay. And whereas she should be somebody who she should okay, she should occasionally win a title, maybe have a reign for a couple of months. But she shouldn't be out here. She shouldn't be out here losing it to anybody that's not a horsewoman or Oscar. She shouldn't be doing clean jobs to anybody who's not one of them, or maybe like Shayna Baszler or somebody. She shouldn't be out here jobbing to Dana Brooke or to Lacey Evans. Okay. I did. I did have a problem with the Lacey match only because Lacey
2: has been in like for for the majority of the past twelve months. Lacey spent like six months fighting for the world title.
1: Well, here's the thing. Here's the thing with Lacey. All right. If she had jobbed to Lacey last year, when she had just come to the main roster, then be that'd different. be different. Yeah, but now it's been a year. Lacey is who she is in the ring. Okay, she's not getting no better. Okay, she she she's not. Whatever value she has now is from like a character standpoint. All right.
0: She's yeah, Alexa Bliss taught us anything, it's that being mediocre as fuck in the ring, but good on the mic will get you far.
1: Get you but, six title it, race.
0: <laughs>
1: and here's the thing, though, all right? because I mean, Alexa is actually legit in the ring now. She's not great, but she's not like, you know, a couple of years ago, she was passable. She can actually go in the ring and hold up her end of a match now. She's better. Lacey, I think you're Lacey, going a little, a little far, but she's she's better. She is much better. Lacey is still sloppy as hell, and I don't see it getting any better. So I don't think. To me, look, there is no there is no value added in having Naomi out here losing to her now. Okay, Lacey could beat up on you know she can go beat up on Dana Brooke or you know enhancement talent or something, right? I mean. And she should do maybe do some character stuff on TV. But Lacey is not gonna be a title contender. Lacey's not gonna beat Bailey. She's not and well, I hope she doesn't beat Sasha. That that would be a twist would burn to the ground.
2: Mine?
1: But I mean, but that you know, that's I mean, that's not who she is. So you're not you're not adding any value by having Naomi lose to Lacey Evans. Not okay. It and so now we're going on you know, years now of getting Naomi and to another extent like Ember Moon and Sasha, even to some degree being put into matches to spice things up and then one of the white girls. Matches. And now, of course, the fear now is that in a year or two, they'll be doing the same thing with Bianca, putting her in the match and then to spice things up and then Liv Morgan wins. So, man, tell me this.
2: Tell me this, because you're 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 speaking a pattern that I think is known but is not thought about often, and I I I know you're not gonna just say WWE's racist. Like, come oh, on, yeah. better than that. But what do you think the problem is, Kyle? I think I agree with a lot of what Kyle says, because I I think it's factually true. They can't book a feud that's not a top women's feud, like a championship feud. I'm with that, or like a superstar, like Ronda or Becky. But To this point, about this coincidence with all these black women who have all the, Bianca should be a killer, right? Naomi should, she's a two-time champ, but she should probably be a five-time champ as long as she's been around, right? Sasha never gets the big match. What is it? Why, what do you think the reason is? You've been watching wrestling longer than both of us probably combined.
1: Yeah. (laughs) I didn't Um, mean to call you old, but you know, (laughs) you know what I'm saying? You know what it is. I don't care. Look, I'm I'm 46 years old, man. I don't care. All right. That means I've been fortunate enough to be alive this long. All right, yeah, sir. It's okay. <laughs> it's really it's okay. Um, I think it's well. I think in Naomi's case, she's hurt because she was one of she was around during the divas era and she didn't develop a reputation like Natty was around during the Divas era, but she had a reputation for being a super solid technician and all that stuff.
2: Her last name is Hart, bro. She's good for life. Yeah. Who that too? But
0: I think, Well, but, no, but I think you just brought up something that's also pertinent here, and it also can relate into Naomi. They know they got Naomi in a situation where she ain't going nowhere, because her oh, husband but, ain't going nowhere. Yeah. Jimmy yeah. and Jay ain't going no fucking where. Good point. So, like... The they noise are same.
2: never
0: leaving WWE. They know they got Naomi. And because they know they got Naomi, they know that they can use her however the fuck they want because she's not going to leave. And it's a lot harder. It's a lot harder from a negotiating standpoint. You know, someone like a Sasha gets a real hard push every so often because someone like a Sasha doesn't necessarily have to stay loyal to you and could at any time just be like, Listen, homie, if you aren't ever gonna play ball, I could always call you know Impact like
2: to stardom or even know, AW. Yeah.
0: They're close. Sasha and Bailey are good friends with Dash and Dawson. So like they could always yeah. call FTR and have FTR put them in touch with Cody and the Bucks and like well, instantly get out of there.
2: Sasha goes and trains with Miko Satamura all the time. Yeah. She so is like, she's got an so, end to stardom right now. So like yeah.
0: could always hang I could leave over their head whereas Naomi's not going to do that and as long as they keep Tez happy Bianca's not either
2: And, and we also have to remember too not speaking of the Usos but the three people you just last mentioned Naomi, Montez and Bianca were discovered and trained solely by WWE so that is home for them remember Naomi was dancing for Orlando for the Orlando Magic when she got signed so, like, she was completely built, bred, and trained by the WWE. So that's, that, there is, that is a good point. It doesn't explain all the other women. But for Naomi and Bianca, I, I, I'll accept that as somewhat of an explanation. But, I mean, it's, it, but also, it is
0: it is. It also that? comes down to something that it, – it's not a coincidence, though, because it also comes down to something that you and I talk about all the time, Rance. Black women don't get cared about, oh. like, by society at large. Black women are the most overlooked and marginalized group in our society. And so like the people who dog whistle when shit goes down in the wrong way, they look at something like, well, Naomi got her two title reigns and Sasha's had some title reigns and Bianca's had some spot. And for them, you know, because black women are overlooked and marginalized, it's just like, see, they got something. They got something. And people don't look for the system behind the bullshit. You, yeah, and
1: because, you know, I mean, I get, it, it bugs the hell out of me like when I'm on Twitter and I see people riding hard saying that, you know, Liv Morgan should be champion by the end of the year. Why? <laughs> <laughs> okay.
0: So, I mean, Can we Uh, can we lose this can we just lose this assumption that just because you got better at what you do, that means you deserve to be a champion now? Like you don't deserve a title just because you're no longer shitty at your job. Congratulations on being able to do the bare minimum.
1: And you know, and and I saw some people, a couple of people last night were the thought that the Lacey Evans thing was the right decision. And like I said, she is who she is, all right? I mean, they're not going to book her to win no championship. I mean...
0: Well, there's, I mean, also might... something, there's also something that's always a little bit cringy about a character, the type of character that Lacey plays, this, like, southern white woman debutante. Like... Yeah, lording and see, over and a woman of color. Something about that me, is just me Scarlett O'Hara cringy. The
2: fact yeah. that she's Scarlet O'Hara, yeah. Yeah.
0: Like something then, is inherently cringy about Scarlet O'Hara lording over a woman of color. Like, ooh, that don't that, look good.
1: and I guess and then another thing is it's weird because with a lot of white wrestling fans I talk to, I'll just put it out there. Um they don't see that. And they can't. And, like, they don't, like, they don't see, like, the, the, and then also the fact that, you know, Lacey a lot of times comes off as if she's living the gimmick. <laughs> I mean, um, and, but, and they don't, I mean, a lot of white people just don't see how that hits different from the eyes of one of us.
0: Yeah, like, it's just, it. the word tone deaf comes to mind. It's just like, this is real tone deaf. You've got and and it's it's doubly tone deaf because Naomi is not just a black woman, she is a dark skinned, natural hair black woman. she's rocking the pro. She's full rocking figured. the pro. She's curb. She comes out to her own like techno pop entrance. you know that's who she is? Lighted.
2: She's wrestling's version of Serena. Yeah yeah, yeah. Let's look at all the hates now Serena is just better than everybody yeah. in a sport where being better wins. Wrestling is not a sport, right yeah. but the parallels between them are striking
0: mm-hmm. and- well and, and so not- like and so like it's doubly cringy because it's just like naomi's not just a black woman; she is like black. Black, and, I'm black, 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 black. and I'm black, y'all, and I'm and black,
2: y'all, and I'm it is black, well, and now
0: black, And Bianca embodies a lot of that, too. Like, Rance, we've talked all the time about that neck-rolling EST. Okay. Like, that yeah. is just the blackest shit. That yeah. is about the culture. And so, yeah. like, when you have someone like a Lacey with her gimmick being lorded over these people, it's just like, ooh, ooh, are you you people in? Yeah, yeah,
1: and um, it's funny you bring up Serena Williams because I mean, look how long that the tennis media has been propping up Maria Sharapova, and Serena beats her ass every time. Look, Sharapova was on the gas and was still getting her ass kicked. Okay, <laughs> okay, <laughs> okay, and yet they still presented them as equals because <laughs> they just they just got to promote you know somebody who looks like Maria Sharapova as you know, even though she's getting her ass kicked all the time. Bro, real quick, real quick, real quick. Do you remember Anna Kornikova? Y'all. Yep. Oh, I probably remember her better than y'all do. And here's the difference she was terrible. Like, I'm like, saying she never won. Yep. Like she Shere- was awful. Sharapova was actually a good tennis player. She's not better than Serena by a wide margin. Uh, Anna Kornikova was trash. She was horrible. And, they would show her first round matches on TV just so all the creepy perv pervert kind of dudes could, you know, leer over the sixteen year old girl. And they had to show her first round matches because after she first wasn't round, making it
0: to the third round.
1: <laughs> she was on the plane going home after the
0: first round. <laughs> oh yeah. Okay. She wasn't making it to the final. Uh uh-uh. uh. Oh God, that's funny.
1: Look, look, look! She was like rocket WrestleMania. Okay, she going on first, and then she going home. Okay, <laughs> <That's> not... <laughs> keep the jet warm. Keep it warm, pimp. <laughs> yeah.
2: <laughs> oh man!
1: All right, I... but, it is, but it's the same kind of thing, and so they they propped up Sharapova all this time because and and this is and this is bigger than just like people in charge of being prejudiced. It's also people in charge not trusting their own customers. Okay, they think their customers are racist because mm-hmm. if they didn't trust their own, if they trusted their own customers, they would would not do this kind of thing. And the same thing in the NFL with quarterbacks. Because right now the uh, the NFL is kind of at a point now where literally where all the good, the top notch white quarterbacks are getting old and retiring, and so now you got. Patrick Mahomes and Deshaun Watson and Lamar Jackson. And, like, those are your top quarterbacks. And Russell Wilson. So now they got a conundrum right now also because you always sell the quarterback. And in a year or two, the only quarterbacks worth selling are going to be the brothers.
0: Well, and it's also like, it also runs counter to, you know what word I wish we would stop using to describe football players? Athletic. Because no matter whether we're talking about a black player or a white player, the word athletic is code for how is this person who looks like this playing this position? Yeah. Because when we talk about black quarterbacks, it's always they're so athletic because for the longest, the only way you could be a black quarterback is if you were primarily a scrambler. They didn't give black pocket passers the opportunity to do it. And the only time you talk about athletic white players is when it's like, how is Christian McCaffrey a running back? How is John Lynch? How is John Lynch playing safety?
2: What's my guy that used to play for, uh, play what's with Aaron Rodgers?
0: What's Riley Cooper doing on the field? What's Jordy Nelson doing? Jordy at Nelson,
2: that's it. Yep. Yeah. How
0: is Gronk a skill player? That's the only <laughs> time you bring up the term athleticism is when there's a coded racist argument. Why is this white player playing a skill position? Why is this black quarterback good? Yeah, Like, let's get rid of this word. They're all athletic, because if they weren't athletic, they wouldn't be in the fucking NFL.
1: Look, the the least athletic person in the NFL would run circles around all of our asses.
0: That's the fuck I'm saying. Them (laughs) overweight-ass linemen could run a mile faster than me.
1: Oh, hell yeah. Yeah, yeah, same here. I mean, but, I mean, there's there's just a whole lot, lot of just racial dynamics going on here. There's kind of the, and there's prejudice about the people in charge. Like I said, there's distrust of their own customers. Um, there's just kind of a kind of set in stone kind of idea of who should be out. What type, you know, the what you put out front, it. And, and like it's like when it's like with hiring coaches and stuff. Right. Um, is it so much that the owners hate black people? No, it's that the owners are used to socializing with white people and we live in a segregated yeah. society. So they feel so even owners who do not hate black people are more so comfortable around well. white people. So they're more likely to hire a white head coach. So much of it so
0: much of it is barriers to entry. Yeah, like so much of it is barriers to entry of if you're a person of color, you can't even get your foot in a lot of those doors because you people aren't comfortable speaking to you and they also don't understand forms of communication and so like there's a lot that there's a lot of cultural dissonance. In communicate in these cross racial conversations, where it's like, if you respond the wrong way, you're the angry black man now, or oh, yeah. you're yeah. the reactionary.
1: Yeah. And, you know, and look, man, it, it will beat you down. And listen, I mean, look, in my own career, you know, I just, you know, I finally got to, you know, what, I got to the point where, you know, what, I show <laughs> up, I do my job, came me on time, we straight. <laughs> okay. it's gotta be, yeah. And um, it's unfortunate because I mean it, it can just beat all the aspiration out of you, and it can beat all the ambition out of you. But, I mean, uh, and it sucks.
2: Well, I I appreciate Naomi's resolve. Speaking on specifically on her, we can I mean we can talk about these other guys all day long, but sp- speaking primarily about Naomi and. There is something brewing because not only is was the was the hashtag trending for like a day, but like you remember when she came back at the Rumble and like that, that Rumble video got like a million like 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 not millions but like tons of millions of views, right? Well Kiki Palmer just tweeted it out, retweeted it saying, Girl, you killing it. I want to play you in a movie. Yeah, like, I saw that. It's she's and like Charlotte's tweeting about it, talking about how she deserves better. And one fan said, Well, you should give her some of your title reigns." She was like, You know what? I can do that. I'll get right on it. By the way, who you want to be universal champ? I'll tell Vince too. Like like, you know, like when it's one thing when the fans talk about it, when the other wrestlers acknowledge it, and I'm not talking about like Big Swole or other people outside of WWE, but when the people in the same locker room are talking about it and tweeting it out and it's becoming a thing, Titus, Truth, like all these people, well, then I think that back, really starts something.
0: Well, and to go back to what you were saying with Charlotte, like, did we not learn from John Cena in terms of like, just because you recognize there's a problem with the booking and you tell people there's a problem with the booking doesn't change the fact that you're not in charge of the booking at the end of the day and they're going to book whatever the fuck they want to book? Did we not change the fact that people are stupid? I mean, you're right. You're right. But you know what I'm saying? Like, it's easy for us to just blame Charlotte and assume she's a Hulk Hogan-level creative control freak. But, like, at the end of the day, she can recognize, hey, maybe I don't need to be champ all the time. Hey, maybe you don't need to push me all the time. And that doesn't change the fact that whoever's in charge is still going to tell her ass, all right, so you're going to go over tonight?
1: Yeah. Well, now I'll say this, this um, and I think this applies to the four, horse course, women at large. And that they, all four of them now are at, because they've all talked up other people on the roster yeah. a lot. So now all four of them now are at the point where they should be doing like Daniel Bryant and asking for people. Daniel Bryant, you know, asked for Mustafa Ali. He asked for Drew Boulet. Murphy, he asked for murphy right they're at the point now where they should be doing they should be asking for people um i I I, they go over right fine okay but they're at a point now they're now they're at a point where they should you know if okay if y'all love naomi that much if y'all think she's that good then y'all should go ask for her now okay
2: I I think the only two that really had that kind of power were Becky and Charlotte. And Bailey maybe just got there. But Bailey and but Bailey and Sasha don't have the same power that that Charlotte and and, and Becky does. And that could be a whole another conversation there. The two white girls and the two people of color. Maybe that's another thing, but
1: well I think Sasha kind of low key can get certain things. Okay. Maybe um and I think Look, I mean her and Bailey got the tag team titles and then they got the tag team titles made and then once Sasha came back now got it right back. They're, they're the tag team champions again now. So I mean okay, no, they don't maybe and but who Because I mean Becky reportedly wanted to lose the Shayna at WrestleMania and Vince said no. I mean So I don't know, I mean it, it was, but I do think that all four of them now are at a point now where if there are some women on the roster that they think deserve a bigger opportunity, they can at least go ask to work with them. I mean, yeah, okay, fine. Vince will probably, Vince going to have you go over in the feud or the match or whatever. But I mean, now you can, I mean, you can ask to work with people now and I think, you know, that's, you know, that if, you know, my that would be my criticism of them as a group. Just that they are at a point now where they can be asking for opponents, and not just you know working with each other. Right? No, I get so that agree. seems yeah. always that seems always happening. You know, every you know maybe a year goes by or whatever, maybe in between, but they always yeah. end up with each other. And yeah. Well, with
0: Becky, yeah. with, with you know, not... Shane is an interesting story. Like, I don't think we're ready to have the discussion of all the fucked up shit that I would like to point out in the way that Shane is being reacted to and treated and a lot of these rumors. I don't think we're ready for that discussion.
1: Well, I haven't heard all the rumors, so I, I don't, because I just, try not well, to. Well, just
0: the rumors, rumors about cool. how, like, they don't see her as a star and blah, blah, blah. And I'm just like. Yeah. There's a lot of, like, low-key homophobia in that, and a lot yeah. of low-key Shayna's not considered conventionally attractive, and a lot of, like, sexism so just, in that.
2: So you told me they're treating her like they treated Luna back in the day?
0: Yes. There's or how they treated China at first. Uh, yeah, there's a lot and- of Luna Sean vibes to the way that they're handling Shayna, and it's really fucking gross.
1: And now... And I also well I see some some of the reaction I see on Twitter about her is also that she's boring um, and I know some people who were not happy when they booked her so strong on the elimination chamber um, so there's a weird dynamic with her I mean definitely I mean obviously there's some apprehensions in you know in management about pushing her as much as she should be, and those are jacked up. Um, there's also some stuff with fans that I think is jacked up. I mean, that and a lot of it is around her style and well, another thing that hasn't helped her is that Survivor Series main event that she, Becky and Bailey were in where people were chanting boring. That didn't help. Her no, first, yeah. yeah. Her first match on Raw, people were chanting boring. Well, Shayna doesn't have a, a style.
2: Yeah, saying the style is way different to what the fans are, I guess, maybe used to from a woman, and that could be another. There's another thing
1: that you could have an issue with. Well, what I think that does is, though, I think that provides management with the excuse to do what they might have already been thinking. Good point. Okay, Um, because look, if 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 they're just really like, I don't know about all this, but the the building is rocking and the money is coming in, they're gonna send they're gonna say we're going with it. But you know, the reaction she's gotten in some of those spots has kind of given them the excuse to go with whatever their apprehensions might be.
2: Well, you know the interesting is and to kind of put a bow on this topic is that It's interesting that we spent so much time talking about the women's division. Evolution 2 is reportedly around the corner. So they'll definitely have all hands on deck. When that comes on, and I'd be interested to see the people we kind of really talked about today, Naomi and Bianca and Shayna, I'd be interested to see where they're sliding on this card. Because the women's division is a whole lot deeper than it was for the first evolution. So I'd be curious to see, but they don't have Becky, and they don't have Ronda. So I'd be curious
1: To see how they booked the show, I'm really right. I mean, as of right now, I mean, the date I heard was sometime in August. Yeah, but that and that means no Becky, no Rhonda, maybe no Charlotte either. And yeah, the point I them well. On the one hand, it it gives them space to be really creative. I hope they take advantage. If they if they are going to do it on that date, I hope they take advantage of that. But you know, the beauty of it is, Rob,
2: that this evolution is going to number one, it's not the first. The first is always pressure. Secondly, they don't got to worry about selling a house. It's pandemic. They just had the PC. So they don't have to worry about selling a the house. They don't have to worry about selling tickets. They don't have to worry about selling pay-per-view buys. Because they at the PC. You could book what you want and if fans just, you know, they're the The I think the pressure is off completely, which is you know which is I'd like to see them really get a chance to like show that they are money makers, but you can really have some interesting booking, right? You can really do the things you want. Yeah, on the card Mm -hmm. like this without without any ramifications.
1: So now honestly, though, um, I think that August date is not. Going to be a thing, and I, if I'm wrong, I'm wrong. Um, if it, were, I mean, honestly, it wouldn't surprise me. Well, look, if, if I was going to book the card, I would try to wait till next year, when you could have, you know, when you could have fans in the building, and when you could have Becky back, back maybe the back. Well, you, you could know. do
2: position Three next year. Well, that's, why does, that's, why that's why does have also. To, Yeah, why does it have to be? Why do we have to wait? What? The, the whole point of this of Evolution was that it should be a normal thing, right? Well, if it's a normal thing, then you don't stop WrestleMania because John Cena hurt. WrestleMania 32 went on. Cena was gone. Rollins was gone. Some people, they still had it. You can't stop it. Not to say that Evolution is a WrestleMania, but, you know,
1: let let them have a the moment. Well, if they, if they already have the date set and everything, then I think they'll probably go through with it. Um, but if they're still, like, kicking it around... I could very much see them trying to wait till next year till you can get everybody back because I mean even you know Nikki Bella still wants she wants to get back in the ring so yeah I mean you wait till next year you can bring everybody back. Well, you know, you know what, you know what, pay per view
2: is that that's still in flux, but you know, pay per view is actually happening. Slammiversary.
0: tonight. Yeah. And it might actually—it's looking like it's going to be a really fun show. Yes, y'all, Impact looks like they' about to have a fun show.
2: Oh my goodness, I—I I feel sick talking about it, and in, in good—in good graces, but
0: no, I, it's not that I feel sick. I feel scared talking about it because we've talked about this before. Impact yeah. is like yeah, an yeah. abusive. Re- Impact is like an abusive partner, like. They always promise they're going to do better, and they always come back to you with all of these, like, sweet, like, gestures and saying how different it's going to be, and you let them back in, and then they inevitably hurt you.
2: So, we got some tonight. We got um, the worst
0: gimmick ever tomorrow. I am still not over oh, how nah, terrible I, I, an eye for an eye match is. That is the
1: stupidest thing. No, nah, I'm, nah, I'm here for that. I'm, we'll get to that in a minute, but I am here for that, and I'll explain why later when we get to it. So
2: I'm I'm gonna run through the card. We're since since we've been on so long, we're, I'm not gonna be able to talk about every match individually. I'm gonna run through the card, and then you guys, I give you the opportunity to tell me what you what you're excited about, or what you're interested in, and whatnot. Um. So, as I normally do, start from the bottom up, there is an open challenge. Uh, the Rascals, uh, two of the three members, Zachary and um, Desmond, are have an open challenge, which Good Brothers, Ryder and Hawkins, you never know. You have a gauntlet match with the women's division. The number one contendership is up for the knockouts championship. Alicia Edwards, Havoc, Kier Hogan, Kiera Hogan's booty, I'm sorry, Kimberly. <laughs> <laughs> <You're doing. laughs> My bad, I'm sorry. Kimberly, <laughs> Kylie Ray, Neve, Madison Rain, Rosemary, Susie, Tasha Steels, and Taylor Valkyrie. Winner of that Gauntlet match becomes number one contender for the Impact Ch- Knockouts Championship. Um LAX really hurt leaving the tag division, so the North has who are the champions have to face the put together team of Ken Shamrock and Sammy Callahan. For the Impact Tag Team Championships. Yeah. <laughs> yes. For the X Division Championship, we have Willie Mack, the defending champion, defending against Chris Bay. That should be a fun match. Um, you have the Impact Impact Knockouts Championship match between Jordan Grace and Deanna Perrazzo. And the story in this match is Deanna Perrazzo is not signed. This will determine whether she signs or not. That should be interesting. Um, you have the TNA World Heavyweight Championship match. Yes, they brought back the old TNA belt.
0: Hey, I'm okay with it because that belt is fucking beautiful.
2: Belt is fire but Moose is the champ.
0: That's nice.
2: And he's fighting Tommy Dreamer and it's an old school rules match. Moose is a tremendous performer but I'm not a fan of the dude. that That should be fun and then there will be some shenaniganry involved most assuredly. And then you have the match that Tessa Blanchard tried to kill. The Impact World Championship match <laughs> is now a fatal four way between the good old Star Eddie Edwards, between the other me- the third member of the uh rascals, Trey Miguel, Ace Austin, and a mystery opponent who's probably C three.
0: Yeah, no, that's definitely the return of trouble, 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 <laughs> trouble, 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 trouble. Oh, trouble. <laughs> uh-
2: Okay, so Rob, first and foremost, what sticks out? What you think you're interested in? Go ahead.
1: Okay, now I don't regularly watch Impact. Neither do we. I, I don't feel bad. <laughs> I am thinking about ordering this because the women's gauntlet match is very intriguing, and also the women's title match. And just, I mean, in general, for the past couple of years, you know, women's wrestling has on average, has been more intriguing than men's wrestling to me. So those two matches in particular, um, I have not seen Chris Bay wrestle. I've heard people talk him up really big on Twitter, so I am interested in seeing him in action. Um, Moose, you know, I consider myself very fortunate when it comes to Moose because I don't know much of anything about him other than that people think he's a piece of shit. But thankfully, I have not seen enough. I have never seen him wrestle. I have never developed any type of opinion about him that makes me have to either choose to either defend him or pile on him like everyone else. And I'm consider myself very fortunate for that. Sorry, but you know, I I really don't care. I really don't care. I don't care about his match, Tommy Dreamer. I mean, look, you might as well put me in there if you're gonna put Tommy Dreamer. You put Tommy Dreamer in a match in 2020. You might as well put me in there. Okay. Uh, I mean, really. I mean, they're just missing the Sandman. Okay. <laughs> well, hold on. He might be there. Oh, yeah, he here. They dragged him out there in Ring of Honor last year a couple of times. Um, but, uh, yeah, I'm, I do want to see. You know, I mean, the good brothers are going to show up some kind of way. I am interested in seeing in them. Um uh, Main event, yeah, I mean, I'm interested to seeing whether or not it's going to be EC3 like we all think. I'm not particularly interested in EC3, uh, but you know, it is what it is. So, I'm interested in
0: like, EC3 in Impact. In no other company do I give a fuck about that character because that character doesn't make sense anywhere else. But in Impact, I'm, I'm here for EC3.
1: So, Look, and it's uh, from what I saw. It's only thirty three dollars. So look, for me, when it comes down to ordering a pay per view, it really really comes down to the price. Because last year, last year I ordered the MLW pay per view. It was only twenty bucks, and for twenty bucks, that was that was a great show for twenty dollars. So. and, but I'm not. I'm not paying fifty dollars for nobody's pay per view in 2020. None um, of right. them. Right, look for fifty dollars, you better come give me a championship belt for fifty dollars. Okay. <laughs> 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 um, what it sounds like, I mean, outside of the matches that I'm really that, that have caught my interest, it it sounds like the rest of the show will at least be watchable. I mean, cool. you know, there, there's not going to be anything that's going to make me be like, oh damn, what in the hell was I? Th-? No. Well,
2: that's that's the beauty of Impact Wrestling in 2020, and them the past couple of years, I give them credit for. It. They might not have names you know, like the casual fans will know or the less diehard fans will know, but they have quality talent that puts on quality matches and tells more often than not
0: quality stories. And for With- the first time in a long time, that roster is full of people who actively want. To be an impact wrestling. That's it's a good. It's not point. people that are just settling for it because it's their only option. It's not people who think they're too good to be there. All of the people in 2020 who are with Impact Wrestling are people who are like, I want to work for Impact.
2: Yeah, except for Deanna, but yeah. Other than that, you're right. <laughs> Deanna's <laughs> openly said this is this, this she's an impact just to get to AEW. But Deonna's a very different person. Um, I'll, I'll throw it to you before I give my thoughts. Go ahead, man. What you think? Because we're watching the show tonight together. We we yeah. split it.
0: I'm excited. I'm excited for, I think, the tag team gauntlet will be good. I think the number one contenders match is going to be really good. I enjoy watching Deanna, so I know she'll deliver. Um, I expect to see Heath Slater. I expect, obviously, we're going to see the good brothers. I thought... Before he tested positive for COVID, I was positive we were going to see Rusev. Um, Now, I think that we might still see a video package saying, you know, Miro is coming. But, like, um, I was almost positive we were going to see Rusev before he announced that he had tested positive to COVID. By the way, shout out to Lana, who's really going through it right now. Parents Uh, and husband. Yep. So, um, but... I think it'll be a fun show. I think it'll be a good show. I think all of the matches will be interesting, and I'm very excited to see who they do bring back other than EC3.
2: So when you build a card, you build it either around a star or your championship last match. Those, those are really your two options, right? Or every now and then there's a blood feud that's big enough that encompasses the company. But those are really your main options. Well, Impact has no stars of of uh, major of major notoriety,
0: and we talked about it the last time we had a show. Like they're almost all of their former champions, going back to 2010, don't God. work there anymore.
2: Yeah. Um. So that's one thing. Um. You, so your world champion was let go, and there is no blood feud. <laughs> so that breeds an air of unpredictability and it almost, in a roundabout way, frees you of any pressure because you could just go out there and say, fuck it, we're just going to wrestle. So, more than anything, and of course I'm interested in surprises and who they're going to bring up and it's July 18th so no people going to show up, but I am ultra interested in Eddie Edwards, Trey Miguel, Ace uh, Austin, and Whoever maybe he sees there. Because, number one, those three guys, Eddie Edwards works harder than almost anybody in the business. Right? I, I, I was never a fan of Davey Richards, so I never gave Eddie the credit he deserved. He's had some really crazy storylines, so he's kind of been off my radar, but he works hard. Trey and Ace Austin are two of those guys, when you say future of the business, Ace Austin can be uh, Randy orton kill, and Trey may not be a top-level star for a long time, but he and the rest of the Rascals are amazing. I'm not a flippy-doo guy, but their flippy-doos are different, and I, like, there, I'm interested. I'm so curious to see how they flip this, and they make us feel and care about that match and those guys at the top of the card. I am so totally interested in that, and I am also interested in, we just had this long conversation about the black wrestling scene. Willie Mack and Chris Bay better represent. Mm-hmm. They have a lot of pressure on their shoulders. So I, I think the card is going to be well, because much like you said, Rob, with that MLW show, the price is fine,
0: and like the matches are all going to be good. And I'm really I'm really happy for them as a company right now, also, because even though what even though the way they did it was fucking dirty and what they did to New Japan in the process was fucking dirty, they finally have, like, a legitimate television network for the first time in years. Yeah. <laughs> and, they had and, their, and their ownership owns the network so they don't have to worry about getting canceled.
2: They, they, <laughs> hey, hey, Kyle, still got a better time slot than Ring of Honor. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Man, the ring of honor comes on like at 10 o'clock at night on Saturdays. Here. Wait,
0: wait, I'm yes. sorry. I'm sorry.
1: In Texas,
0: <laughs> wait, no, hold up. I'm sorry. Is Ring of Honor still a thing? That company still exists?
1: Yes, yes, because
0: <laughs> okay. I was almost positive that AEW legitimately killed Ring of Honor, and I'm not saying that as a shot to AEW at all. I'm just sure. like, they killed a- they killed Ring of Honor.
2: AEW started and, and Ring of Honor pre- proceeded to make their, their two champions of note, Matt Taven and PCO. <laughs>
0: so like, again, that is not a shot at AEW at all. They just started and by starting, they killed Ring of Honor.
1: <laughs>
0: all of a sudden, those people who were trapped in Sinclairland had like a legitimate option to go somewhere else.
1: <laughs> Either that or take the money. Well, you're yeah, good now because look, and one I guess good thing for Ring of Honor come out of that is they actually started paying people. <laughs> I mean, by they yeah, had by proxy, yes, they had bad. to.
0: Yeah, <laughs> that's that.
1: Okay, so
2: let's put a bow on that and let's move to the the final card of the weekend. We got a. Um,
0: Extreme Rules horror show. Yes, the
2: horror show, which I, I think is a dope tagline, but it. it uh, okay, let's talk about it.
0: Honestly, um, WWE horror show would have been a much better. <laughs> like, just go it? all in. I mean, I, well, I think just go all in. I'm not as into. If it's not in your house, I'm not as into giving rando tag themes to like. That's fair. already named content so like just call it wwe horror show
2: i respect that i can i respect that i feel differently but i i I get your point is very valid i i respect that so i'm as always i'm gonna start from the bottom there is one match that's listed on this card that was announced last night to be next week that is the bar fight between jeff hardy and sheamus that will now be on smackdown as will the unsanctioned match between randy orton and big show that will be on raw those two matches are, supposed to not, are not supposed to be on Extreme Rules Sunday, for right. the record. So starting from the bottom of my list, I have the match that Kyle's been waiting for for weeks. Eye for an eye. You got Seth, Seth Rollins and Rey Mysterio. You have the Wyatt Swamp Fight, which is, and it's important to note, a non-title match. So hello, SummerSlam. You got Braun Strowman, the WWE Champion. The Universal Champion, I'm sorry, versus Bray Wyatt. Mind you, Bray Wyatt, the cult leader, the Eater of Worlds version of Bray Wyatt. You have the WWE SmackDown Tag Team Championships defended in a tables match between the New Day and Cesaro and Shisuke Nakamura, or a.k.a. the guys that Sammy left when he said, fuck that, I'm not coming to work no more. Um. You have the WWE US Championship match in a in a match I'm very interested in. Apollo Cruz defending against MVP. Yeah. You have probably the two matches that this card is built around: the SmackDown Women's Championship between Bailey and Nikki Cross and the Rollins Championship between Oscar and Sasha Banks. Will we get all the belts around the golden role models? Will we get two belts banks? And Bailey Do straps. Will it happen? And I know a match that will make my brother groan audibly.
0: Just say it. I, I yeah. just
2: say it. I was waiting for the groan, but the WWE Championship match, uh, Drew McIntyre will defend against Dolph Ziggler, and the stipulation uh, that uh, there it is, and uh, the stipulation will be revealed Sunday night. So, and for the record, before I pass it to you, I'm going to throw it to Kyle first. I'll throw it to you first, Rob. Let me cool. note that the WWE Championship has a little more air of interest because The Rock uh, posted underneath. So, WWE posted a picture of of uh, Dolph with the WWE Championship saying, well, this happened Sunday. The Rock posted underneath. About time. I'm with it. A really, really deserved guy who really deserve a deserving guy who deserves this opportunity and Drew posted underneath, it doesn't matter what you think. So that has really kind of heated up the rhetoric of this match. So, Kyle, I know you're going to trash the eye for an eye of the WWE Championship match. The other matches on the card. What do you think?
0: So, first of all, I just, I just have to say it. Eye for an eye is the stupidest fucking gimmick. God, that's so fucking dumb. Oh my god. Um,
2: well, if it didn't involve Seth Rollins... If it didn't involve Rollins, and I know you're disdain, you're not disdained, but you're... I'm you're not a huge these. fan so, of
0: Rollins, yes. yes.
2: If it if you involved two, two wrestlers that I know you would allow yourself to get into, I would bet you money you'd get into
0: the match. I wouldn't care if it was Kevin Owens versus Hangman Page in an Eye for an Eye match. I would still say that is the dumbest fucking gimmick I've ever heard. <laughs> uh, so, like, I'm going to just put that out there. Uh, but as far as Drew and Dolph, it'll probably be a good match. I'm not here for Drew McIntyre. I've never been here for Drew McIntyre. It'll probably be a good match. Um, I think the women's matches will be fun. I really hope we get two Bell Thanks and Bailey Doe straps because like that's just a great fucking story that writes so you, itself. You think Asuka should lose? Okay. I, it's not that I think Asuka should lose. I just love so much what Bailey and Sasha are doing right now. I am so here for it. They're the best um, part of the company right now, so that's a good point. Yeah, like, it's got... No, this is kind of like back when Becky won the SmackDown title the first time and lost it to Alexa Bliss. It wasn't so much that I thought Becky had to lose and wanted Becky to lose so much as it's just like everything about what Alexa was doing and everything about how hot she was, you, she just had to win that match. Sure, sure. And I feel very similarly right now, where it's not like Asuka's done anything wrong or anything about her story has been bad, but like everything about what Bailey and Sasha are doing is fire. And so like give them all the bounce. Um and other than that, you know, it'll probably be fun. Um Bray Wyatt's obviously gonna win because it's a non title match. High SummerSlam. Um, <laughs> and I look forward to the Fiend versus Ron Strowman for the title at SummerSlam. It just took
2: the other two personalities for us to get there, but yes, I'm looking forward to that match.
1: Uh, Rob, what you got, bro? Alright, so the SmackDown tag title match I think will be very good. It'll be fun. I think Shinsuke and Cesaro are probably going to win. Um, I think Bayley's gonna beat Nikki Cross. I think that match will be fine. I think- Sasha and Oscar, I think that might be match of the night. I mean, yeah, it probably will be, just from a pure like work standpoint. Um, as far as who should win, all right, I've heard a bunch of people say they want Sasha to win, but it's just for the point of her and having all of the belts. And I think Oscar deserves to finally not have a title ring stepped on. Okay, <laughs> he got. um, that and then also if Sasha wins she's not going to keep it that long which means we're going to get the Sasha crew going nuclear again okay and I really don't care to see that and well and I guess I'm opening up myself to them coming after me now by saying that but oh well (laughs)
2: they coming bro they coming
1: so well, I don't get notifications from people I don't follow. So if I don't follow you, you can say whatever the hell
0: you want. Listen, I won't see it. Nah, nah. Listen, Hangman Page gave us the greatest lesson in the world on standing. Hangman Page tweeted out, "Don't stand for me." I know how that song ended. <laughs> yeah.
1: Well, yeah. But you know, yeah, that's you know, that's obvious. I mean. Look, it'll be the best of times, and a few days later, it'll be the worst of times when she loses it back to Oscar. Right? She's not gonna win the raw title and keep it for a year. Um, other than that, um, I think the Swamp thing will be fun. I think that Bray's gonna win, obviously. And, and now, uh, I think I am not a Dolph Ziggler hater. Okay, I know. I mean, it's funny when when the internet loved Dolph Ziggler. I was just kind of like, eh, hey, whatever. And now that the internet is kind of done with Dolph Ziggler, I'm actually like a fan, and I think, you know, I think he always he puts on good matches all the time, and I think he's good at playing an asshole on TV. Um, yeah, you know, I equated him to—I'm sure y'all are familiar with Billy Zabka, you know, John Lawrence from Karate Kid and all that. That's who Dolph Ziggler is. He's—he's uh, he's the wrestling version of Johnny Lawrence or the Cobra Kai. He's just an asshole. When, when, when he when he's playing his the right, that's that's what, okay. <laughs> that's, that's that's that's
2: a very good. That's a
1: very good analogy. I gotta give you credit. That's really good. Yeah, so I think it'll be a good match. Drew's gonna win. You know. Now, as far as the stipulation, look, I'm for just getting just be. As wacky as possible. Hell, I'm for them bringing out the old spin the wheel, make the deal thing from WCW. Judy Bagwell on a pole, bruh, on a forklift.
0: <laughs> don't d- don't give them, man, don't be putting these things out here, because next thing you know, we're going to get the raw roulette wheel back.
2: Why not, right? Who, this is <laughs> the age of cinematic TV, why not? But, oh, um, can we hey, stop
0: hey. Stop putting bad attitude era crash TV bullshit out into the wrestling ether. We've hey, moved on from it.
2: Guys, nobody's watching anyway, right? Demo God and
1: whatnot, it's all about the demos.
2: Nobody's watching anyway.
1: Yeah. Oh, now, okay. Now, for, now, as far as the eye for an eye match, I'm 100% here for that. You know why? Because I love anything that makes these super serious, real serious wrestling nerds upset. Okay. I'm for anything that pisses them off. Okay. You know, that's what those same nerds who were pissed off at the Viking Mm prophets sketches, right? Those same nerds who get upset about the 24 7 title and you know, or get upset whenever there's like a food fight match or something, right? I anything that pisses those people off, I'm here for. And I hope they just get as stupid and ridiculous as possible. I hope whoever pulls out the eye holds it up in the air like Perseus was holding up Medusa's head and of the Titans. Okay, and with some fake CGI blood dripping off of it and everything. I want just be (laughs) as stupid as as humanly possible. And then, you know, next week whoever got the I want Seth Rollins. You know, if he gets the eye pulled out next week, I want him to show up like Thor in Infinity War (laughs) and have (laughs) Billy Murphy shove an eye in his head. And <laughs> okay, and, and I and I want that just so, just so these just so these damn super serious nerds on Twitter who, who, who just cry every time something goes on that's not super serious. I, I want them to go down and just be beside themselves. So yeah. you wanted uh, to be want, Thor rocket with the fake guy? <laughs> yes. Okay, yes, Buddy Murphy can be rocket and show the fame. Show the <laughs>
0: <laughs>
2: Dog, you know what's funny to me? Kyle's blood is boiling so hot
1: right now. <laughs> okay. That's what I want because, and because these super serious, real serious wrestling nerds. You deserve that, okay? Oh man, you really do. Because you had fun at a simple, you know, the little fun sketches that the street poppers and the Viking Raiders were doing. Y'all hated that so much, y'all were crying all the time. But why can't they just get in the ring and have a match? You know, y'all deserve this, okay? So I hope they get as ridiculous and insane and absurd as humanly possible. And I hope that, however, they fix the eye getting pulled out next week or the week after. I hope they get as ridiculous as possible with that too. You know what I hope? You know what I hope? Legitimately, you
2: know what I hope? I hope this is like a uh, like a match like a item on a pole match where it's still a pinfall match, so it doesn't matter what the stip is. You just gotta beat the guy. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I hope so bad. The winner is the person who wins the match. And they get the ability, they they have to get strapped to a chair, and you can pull that out.
0: <laughs> this is the stupidest thing I've ever heard. You know, but Rant, if they do that, you know what's going to really piss me off? It's Ooh. just going to be an avenue for them to let fucking Dominic say, <laughs> Yes, it they got to put over fucking Dominic. <laughs> oh Oh, i hate dominic so much god i hate dominic think about it
2: austin theory off tv because austin theory like little girls somebody (laughs) gotta be so i mean i hate to say it like that but somebody gotta replace the the latest disciple what if what if dominic betrays dominic betrayed his daddy before dominic is a guerrero okay what if he follows his father's footsteps and lies, cheats, and steals his way over to the what what do they call themselves? The 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 good book or the, the good news or whatever they call themselves <laughs> and he and he's the one that pulls the eye out of Ray's eye and Ray goes looking like a um, Mystico from now on with just both Sinkar with just the eyes cut out now. Just the black eye. <laughs> This is, what are we doing? <laughs> what are we doing? Oh, oh, See, just because of this, I'm so hyped for this match now. <laughs> I'm so ready. Oh, okay. Let me let shout out to Les Storm. Let me be serious for a minute. I I think that there is a very interesting case to be made for um the golden Role models holding all the belts. However, if we ever going to get to Bailey versus Sasha, if it's 2021, 2022, <laughs> 2030, or 2020, they can't hold all the belts. So by Bailey, if you notice, the one little story tick is Bailey puts Sasha in matches that she don't want to be in. And Sasha puts Bailey in matches that she don't want to be in. They even had a spot on Friday where Bailey was coming to tag in Sasha. Sasha turned around and tried to hit the meteor on Nikki, and then or, or on uh, Oscar, and got popped in the face. And that's why Bailey had to cheat to win. If Bailey is the is the reason that Sasha loses this match. We could lead to that, and it may not be a SummerSlam, but we just talked about Evolution. Bayley versus Sasha main event of Evolution might be worthy. So I, that's that's and and then I, look, I, I don't like title reigns being cut from underneath people's legs. And Oscar really has had a chance to have a title ring, although I'm if you if. If if Monday morning, you, if Bailey and Sasha got all the buzz, I ain't going to complain. But I see Um win. Uh, and more than anything else, I am here for Apollo versus MVP because I think that's the night said in Ricochet Turn. Yeah. Or at least one of them. Um, and MV, MVP as United States Champion just feels right, right?
1: And, oh, uh, let me, by the way, uh, MVP, he deserves some kind of award for making the most out of 2020. Yes. I mean, he was, only, he was about to retire. And he went from just a thank you spot in the Royal Rumble and probably retiring to now he's a full-time member of the roster. And like, he's been killing it, man. So, I mean, if there's like a career turnaround award or something – you know, I think he would win that for this year. Well, he's the MVP of WWE
2: for 2020. Would you not say? I, well, okay, he's the MVP of COVID WWE, right? I think Drew had an amazing January through April. I think some other got like Becky was killing it for a while. Like, there's been some really. Rhea Ripley had a great early 20. Like a lot of wrestlers had a great year, but since COVID happened and the shutdown happened. I don't think we've had a wrestler who's been more into, maybe it's a little Vega at first, but like MVP's been integral to the company. Yeah, since COVID started.
1: So I think honestly, if I had to pick a top five for COVID, it would be him, Sasha, Bailey, Oscar, and give it to Drew. Give it to Drew because Drew put in work. Yeah, he has. He has, and that match he and Bobby had was great. At, um, yeah. That was a great, because they were pulling shit out that I would not expect. Uh, I mean, no. that, was, and, a, that was a five-star match for me. you know. And what, uh,
2: what I appreciate about Drew is Drew wrestles every week, too. He doesn't just wrestle big matches. He wrestles every Monday. So, most every Monday, but okay. Um, I can't wait to talk next week about how Kyle's favorite match of Extreme Rules was the i 9 match where Dominic turned on his surrogate father. And join the, and join the crusade. <laughs> Fuck
0: Dominic.
2: And he he wears the mask to the ring and pulls it off like like Vince did when he said, "It's me, Austin." <laughs>
0: oh, it was okay. me all along, Ray. You're not my dad.
2: No, if he changes, if he, if his gimmick name becomes Dominic Guerrero, give WWE all the money. Give it, if give if it off. He
0: gives an, uh, if he gives a "You're not my dad" promo, I will shit my pants.
1: Oh, oh, oh. we we need that now. We gotta have it. Now. I, if, I want Dominic to do the promo
2: that Eddie did when Eddie came to the ring in the dark and just sat in the chair and talked to Ray's mask. I want Dominic to do that. <laughs> okay, all right. We gotta get out of here. We've been we've been we've been on um, for like two hours. Uh, we've, we've had a blast. This has been hilarious. Eye for an Eye is the match that we're all looking forward to, apparently. Not at all. Um, Rob, tell the fine
1: people where they can find you, brother. Okay. You can find me a lot of places. All right, so I write for the chair shot. I will have a piece coming up probably either today or tomorrow about Naomi. Uh, I write for my own site, robsagenius.com. You can find me on Twitter at rbonne1. And you can also listen to my own little podcast that I started, the Rob the Genius Podcast. It's on Anchor. It's on Spotify. And it's and, a mess. I, yeah, that's, that's this week's episode. It's a mess.
2: Okay. <laughs> I, I didn't know that was like a secondary podcast,
1: but I <laughs> love that name.
2: It's a mess.
1: That was the title of this week's episode. Yeah. So Word,
2: word to Zach, Zach. Zach.
1: Yeah. So that's everywhere you can find it. Uh,
2: Kyle, what's happening?
0: You can find me on Twitter at Dr. S'mores.
2: The show?
0: Oh, you can find the show on Twitter at Outsiders Edge CS, And we are a part of the Chairshot uh, Radio, which is now part of the Chairshot Media Network.
2: Well, you always use your head. Um, I, I'm at It's Ray Cash. Black Lives Matter, as always. Please. If you own Outsiders Edge, we're in a pandemic. Look, I just got some nice masks, level two versions. I'll send you five of them. Give me the handle Outsiders Edge, please. Talk to me. We can negotiate, right? I know people in high places, well, medium sized places. But I get, I, I got you, right? I get you. I get you two times Tuesday, a whole box of it from Popeyes. What you want? I got you. Um no, we appreciate you listening. Uh, we had a blast. We'll hopefully see you next week. We got, we got to talk about both of these shows, Kyle's favorite match. I appreciate Rob being on here, but, uh, Kyle, take us out.
0: Yeah. Thanks again, Rob, for coming as a guest, but y'all just remember, we here at the outsider's edge are just some increasingly less young men out here doing what we can to make it in this world. And, Sometimes we're going to say some things that might be controversial, like fuck the Young Bucks. And sometimes we're going <laughs> to say things like you should just understand, like Slammiversary is going to be a watchable show tonight. But no, matter assist, what, swear, not match. but no matter what, y'all, we're just out here chasing our dreams. And you got to respect that. Because if you don't, then you ought to know by now that we surely do not give uh oh, fuck. Fuck em. Thanks for listening. Catch you next time.
2: Evil is champion, though?
0: I know, right? Like, what the fuck is that? Why does Gato hate him so much?